I was talking to somebody recently about uh, people who come from wealthy families or people, so people who have kind of been born into wealth or people then who have become wealthy during their lives and the difference in, in how people react to money uh, in that some people, as soon as they get money, they have to show it. Right? As soon as you get, come into a bit of wealth, you have to throw on the bling, the, the rings and the Botox and the car. And the, you know, some, everything has to be flashy and brash and big and visible and Fendi and... That's it, I'm all out of brands after that. Adidas, I know. That's, that's, that's not a snobby brand. Uh, whatever. Expensive brands of things. And you have to, you know, when people get money, you have to show it. There are those who can have money, and it tends to be, it's not exclusively the case, but it tends to be those maybe who are born into money don't show it off as much. They don't, seem, they don't see the need to. Uh, but we won't debate that one. Um, the point being, uh, when we have gifts or resources or something, as I say, some feel the need to, to show it, some don't. Our Blessed Lady had unique graces given to her. So preserved from all sin of original sin, it meant she was uh, the perfect, uh, receptacle is an awful word, the per- perfect, uh, how would we say it, like ark into which Jesus could be, could be welcomed, the perfect womb into which he could be born, the perfect human nature from which he could draw. So like when the Archangel Gabriel appears to her and he says, rejoice so highly favored, the first word he says to her is rejoice, be joyful, be happy. Rejoice so highly favored. You have been highly favored. You have been highly graced, highly blessed. The Lord is with you. Rejoice so highly favored. The Lord is with you. It's, it, it's a, in even those few words is a wonderful, a wonderful indication as to how particular, how special, how unique uh, our Blessed Lady is. So she has these graces, these gifts but in no way, shape, or form feels the need to show them to everyone, to show off, you know, to, to make herself great. Just this morning when I was, I was praying about, about uh, today in today's homily, um, I was asking myself, well, what is it like? What, what is it that makes Our Lady so great? Or like, what is it that we could say characterizes or summarizes Our Blessed Lady's vocation and her role? And the thing that came to me immediately was, was the Magnificat, right? The first line of the Magnificat. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. So she has received, yes, she has been blessed, yes. Uh, she has been given unique graces, absolutely. But in all these things, my soul glorifies the Lord. She gives everything back to him. Everything. And that's what makes her so great. So her greatness isn't... I, mean, I have to be careful how I say this. Like her great, she, yes, she is amazing. <laughs> yes, she is wonderful, and yes, she participated perfectly with God's plan. But her greatness is the fact that she collaborates perfectly with God's grace. So, her greatness is is her littleness. Her greatness is her her humility before God. Her greatness is the fact that she can draw constantly from Him, not from herself. That's her greatness. And this is why uh, she has such a a particular role in the salvation of mankind and for each one of us. So two little points, if I may. Uh, one, when we think of these kind of spiritual realities, they can be as, uh, quite distant from our experience of life. 
We think of Our Lady preserved from all sin, virgin sin. We think of ourselves dragging ourselves through a world of sin, struggling with our own sin and the sin of others. Uh, so it can, she can seem a bit distant or a bit far away or a bit kind of unrelatable maybe. But in this, uh, the Gospel of today, the Annunciation, Our Lady doesn't fully understand what's been asked of her because it wasn't fully revealed. So even Our Blessed Lady, with such a pure and beautiful heart, didn't know exactly what God was asking of her. You're asking me to be mother, but you've, always, you've also asked me to stay a virgin. How, how, I want to do both. How am I supposed to do both? How can I, how can I do this? And she's deeply disturbed, the, the, the Gospel says. So, Our Lady doesn't fully understand everything, but again, draws constantly from His grace and, and collaborates perfectly with His plan. Now, that's a lesson for us. That's something that, that we can relate to. That you and I don't fully know God's plan. We don't know what things are going to be like in one, two, three years. I don't even know what things are going to be like tomorrow. You know. Uh, so, what do we, how do we manage this? Like, how do, we, how do you discern anything? How do you do anything when there's so much insecurity as regards our future? My soul glorifies the Lord. My soul glorifies the Lord. So just to, to delve into that, that, that relationship with the Lord and immerse ourselves in trust. Lord, I trust you, not because I know, but because I believe in you, because I know your goodness and I know you won't let me down. So I can trust you. I would really prefer to know what's going to happen. But if you choose not to reveal it for the moment, I walk in faith. Our Lady did this absolutely perfect. I mean, you think of, of, of so much of their, the young life of the Holy Family. I mean, fleeing to Egypt for how long? No idea. When will we go back? No idea. Where will we go when we go back? That's what I suppose. What will the house be like? No idea. Did someone move into it while we were gone for the, for the last couple of years? Is it, is it still even there? You can't just kind of call ahead and check. So you walk the whole way back, not even knowing if you have a, a house to go to when you get there. Like, so much unknown, insecurity. But she walks by faith. Second thing, second point, is that my soul glorifies the Lord. She glorifies the Lord in everything. She glorifies the Lord in her graces and she glorifies the Lord in her sufferings. That's, an, again, another thing that we can do. Everything that we have been given is a gift. Our intelligence, our abilities, uh, the country in which we're born in, the family. We have everything in our stomachs, uh, the house that we live in. All that we have is a gift. I didn't make any of this. This was given to me. It's all gift. It's all gift. Even as I say, even the things that we realize ourselves, like building up a, a business or a sports career or a, um, <clears throat> anything that music career, anything that we build up, it's still built on what? On the gifts that you were given. You didn't teach, you know, you didn't create yourself. Your body was created and given to you. So it's all a gift. It's all a gift. The other side of that reality is, is the difficulties and the crosses and the adversities that we come across as well. And to be able eventually through the eyes of faith to see in them a blessing as well to see in them a gift as well this isn't easy this isn't easy i was just talking to someone this morning uh, a good friend who's uh, thankfully pregnant for the first time and uh, quite worried it's it's she's very early in the pregnancy 
and um, she just had a bit of a, a, a bleed, and she's just not. She's, she's worried. She's just very concerned. It's, it's not. She doesn't think it's too serious yet, but she does. She doesn't know. It's her first child as well, and it's all new. Um, so, Jenny, when I hear those kind of things, like I, <laughs> I find I find how, like whenever you have to believe or uh, walk in faith for yourself, okay, but when you have to walk in faith for you and someone else my goodness is is that that's that's so much harder you know because it's, it's not just the consequences of my decision or collaboration or lack of collaboration aren't just mine you're now talking about another life another person you know and like she's, she's a woman of faith she's a great girl of faith but actually any of you listening at home today especially any of you ladies who understand this in a particular way please pray for her we'll call her lady a i don't want to don't want to give her name away but um just a Please pray for her. So that in all things, right, if when this little baby is born, that she will glorify God and thank God for it. And that this little life will grow up knowing that it was brought into the world, held in, in, in existence by the love of God. So in all things, good and challenging, in all things, we pray for this grace to be able to say, my soul glorifies the Lord. That we can learn from our blessed lady. Not, not just admire her from afar, but learn from her. That when things are going well, my soul glorifies the Lord. And when things aren't going well, and when I fail, and when I'm alone, when I'm ill, when I'm old, when I feel wretched, my soul glorifies the Lord. To give all things back to him. Give all things back to him. And then, hopefully, maybe you've seen this or heard this before. Sometimes when people meet my mother, they say, ah, 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 you see, yes, she's definitely your mom. Let's pray that when we get to heaven, that because we have imitated her so closely, because we've walked with her so closely, the angels will say, as they look at us, you can see she's your mom. You can see the resemblance. May we walk daily in faith and return everything to God, our loving Father. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior.